Welcome to Disillusioned, a weekly podcast investigating the myths and common misconceptions we all know of, but know nothing about. Each week, your hosts, Stevie and Bailey, discuss cases on a specific thing, a theme, and an attempt to demystify the history and validity of them, and hopefully understand a little more about the world around us. That's a beautiful thing. Hi everybody, I'm Bailey. And I'm Stevie. <laughs> and we're really extra tired this week and so this could be a little bit um, loose. <laughs> if you're listening to this for the first time. We're so sorry. Um, what are we doing this week? Our, oh, our yeah. episode. So, God, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You just said that and I'm like, I don't know. Um, How am I meant to know? Okay, so our theme this week is Disney but with a specific angle yeah. that is um oh how did I frame it oh fuck um so it's seeing the ways Disney has treated source material so like the mythologizing yeah. of that source material Source material. I'm so glad you said that because as you were talking, I was like, I don't think I read the text properly. And I just did like, like I did it. And I was like, I hope I did the right thing, but I did. Yeah. Absolutely. So, good. so good, what good, good. it is, is that we're trying to look at the origins yeah. of <clears throat> Disney mm-hmm. films yeah. and see how well they match up. There were two specific ones that mm. I was real interested in and we've do- ended up doing one each. Yeah, totally. Well, I just like... I thought about it because I was never a huge Disney kid, Mm. like not, you know, real intense. And so I was looking up all the different Disney stories and I just didn't care about other ones as much as I did about the ones that you talked about. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yay. All right. Cool. Let's get going. So looking at the Disney movies... One of the two that Bailey wanted to talk about that I got to nab off her was Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. So it was one of my all-time favourite movies growing up. When I think back, there were like three main reasons why. One, she was like the most beautiful, badass and relatable Disney, I guess, princess for me. Mm -hmm. Um, She had the cutest pets and a willow tree was her grandmother. Like what more could you want? That's pretty rad. And she was, like, fiercely independent and, like, free Mm -hmm. to do whatever she wanted. And I think I really, like, wanted that as a child. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, that would be amazing. She can just go off by herself and, like, do whatever she wants. Yeah, and her family is always like, oh, this is your path. And she's just like, "Mm, nah, like, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. So she was just all the things I wanted to be when I grew up. But fictional. Yeah. You know. You know. Another world. She was drawn by someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, if you're unfamiliar with the Disney movie, the quick recap is, it's pretty, like, simple. I Mm -hmm. could put it into four points. Yeah, mine was real simple to explain as well. (laughs) So, the Susan Constant sailed from London to the New World, which was the US, now known as the US, carrying settlers from the Virginia Company. On board is Captain John Smith, a dashing blonde-haired, blue-eyed, chiseled hero. (laughs) (laughs) In North America, Pocahontas, with her, please excuse my pronunciation, I was Googling how to, like, pronounce it, and I still don't think I... I I'm reading it like a moldy word, but Poetan tribe. I was, like, really tired last night, and I just kept calling it (laughs) Pofatane. 
No, I think it is because don't they say it in mm. the yeah but i still was like i'm not gonna take disney's Don't take disney, yeah. <laughs> i was looking at like i was watching youtube videos on the pronunciation of it and it was poetan i think okay that's yeah. good and also there's like a little documentary about um like one of the voice actors did it and i think it was about like the original okay just as well just like cool. a little short thing that i'm just remembering i've watched now and should have sent to you because it would have <laughs> been very helpful that's right so in this tribe, she argues with her family because she's meant to marry this brave warrior, but he's too serious and she's such a free spirit. And like, should I marry Kokoam? Kokoam, yep, exactly. So, oh my God, I wrote blah, blah, blah. They end up meeting. Oh, her, oh my God, I'm like a missed hunks because I'm just like, this is what happened. <laughs> so her and John Smith meet and she's scared of him and he's intrigued and they end up kissing and Coco Um sees them kissing and tries to kill John Smith and then this other guy, Thomas, who was spying on John he's Smith a sees dildo, it. That guy. Yep. And he he shoots and kills Coco Um and then they then they capture John Smith and and I wrote, and wage a war on the English. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's the way it happened. No, okay. no, no. So they're going to execute John, but at the last moment, Pocahontas saves him. How romantic. He asks her to go with him back to England, but she stays with the tribe. That's also, his accent is American. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I don't, yeah. It's Mel Gibson, right? Oh, is it? I think so. Oh. I think he even does the singing for it, which is so weird. Yuck. Which is why, like, all his him. vocal bits are pretty, like, basic. I hate him. I'm going to... Hold on. I'll look it up while you continue. Okay. He's the worst. He's the worst. So, this movie got a hell of a lot of shit for being completely historically inaccurate. When released, Roy Disney called it responsible, accurate, and respectful. <laughs> I wish you could see Bailey's face right now. Um, That's a big call. <laughs> yep. The Poetan Nation disagrees. This case is based off an article I read that was written by Poetan people, mm-hmm. which I was like real stoked about. And I thought it was under- I thought it was important to understand their views and opinions towards the story told since Roy Disney released the film in 1995. Mm-hmm. So, born around 1596. Matuaka was born and nicknamed Pocahontas, which meant either the playful one or the ill-behaved child. Mm-hmm. Some sources say she was the favourite child and therefore she's known to this day. But this article that I read, however, states that she's is the only child of this chief that's known because she became the hero of Euro-Americans as the, quote, good Indian because she saved the life of a white man, John yeah. Smith. So it's the only reason why she's famous, they reckon. As the legend goes, she saves the heroic John Smith from being clubbed to death by her father in 1607 when she was about 10 or 11 years old. Yeah. Which is just creepy. Yeah, she was a literal child. Yeah. That was why I wanted to do it. That Mm. was why it was one of the ones that um, I thought of because Mm. I was like, that's nuts. Mm. Like, she did not live very long. No, absolutely not. Um, and the truth about John Smith that his fellow colonists described him as abrasive, ambitious, self-promoting mercenary soldier. Doesn't sound like anyone in America right now, does it? <laughs> yep, Mel Gibson. Oh, yuck. Sorry, that took me so long and I'm going to focus now. 
Anyhow, many question this the story entirely because the first time it was mentioned was 17 years after the incident supposedly occurred. Mm. During an account John Smith wrote after his winter stay with the Powhatan, pe- Powhatan people, the starving adventurer described his stay as being comfortable and being treated like an honoured guest. And the incident was never mentioned in this mm. account. Over the years, scholars have concurred that it is highly unlikely that the incident occurred at all, mm. as it was used as a justification to begin a war on mm. this nation. So, what's the true story of Pocahontas, and why do we perpetuate the Disney myth? So, the truth is that, well, that I, I decided the truth is that humans don't really like sad stories. Yeah. Or, you know, bad stories. You want stories that make you feel really good. Yeah, and the other thing is that, like, white people don't want to be seen as mm. doing wrong. I know. And so if they can be like, oh, well, they wanted to kill, mm. like, this person that was in our justified. group, then it's justified. But yeah. that's not always the case. Not both sides of the story can't always be justified. Absolutely. And the story of Pocahontas is nowhere near a fairy tale. So, in 1612, at the age of 17, she was taken prisoner by the English and held hostage in Jamestown for over a year. During this time, a 28-year-old widower named James Rolfe took a special interest in the young prisoner. As a condition of her release, she agreed to marry him. Mm. Who, and this guy, John Rolfe, ended up being responsible for the commercialization of tobacco. And I wrote, so thanks, you fucking monster. <laughs> he's like the worst person in so many ways i know right um so in 1614 pocahontas married him and became rebecca rolf that just i was just like for fuck's sake yeah because i was like he's serious rebecca yeah how old was she at this point 19 yeah okay so shortly after their marriage, they had a son named Thomas Rolf. Their descendants were known as the Red Rolfs. Oh, that's horrible. I was like, do I even need to comment? No. Keep going. In, in 1617, the three set off for Virginia in March, but Rebecca, Rebecca had to be taken off the ship at Gravesend. She died there at age 21. She was buried there, but the grave was destroyed in a reconstruction of the church. So, like, she just can't catch a break. Yeah. In anything, even in death. It's so messed up. Conveniently, it was only after her death and fame in in the London Society that Smith started telling the story of her rescuing him. Oh, weird. Mm. Her father died a year after her, and during her generation... During her generation? So, her generation... Of Powhatan people were decimated and dispersed and their lands taken over. Yeah. So that just was, it was like the beginning of the end. Yeah. Just, yeah. So Chief Roy Crazy Horse ends the article by stating, It is unfortunate that the sad story which you are American should find embarrassing. Disney makes entertainment and perpetuates a dishonest and self-serving myth at the expense of the Powhatan nation. Yeah. So that was just a big poop and a half yeah especially because like in the film they try and make it like um you see both sides of the story and obviously you see um 
the what the like English are doing is mm. bad and like they're the aggressor in the situation, mm. but you still are meant to compare yeah. their two viewpoints Absolutely. and be like, oh, well, what they're doing is wrong too. And then they put yeah. like this one like white knight in there to be like, oh, well, he just like mm. understood her, but then yeah. the reason that he was nice to her was nice to her was because she was fuckable yeah exactly and I I also think that like while they do try and I guess get you to see both vantage points I never feel so as a child I never this is kind of embarrassing to say but when I looked at them coming into that land it it didn't seem wrong they weren't portraying it like a Mm. wrong thing to do no they don't you know it's just a thing that happens Mm -hmm. and and yeah, I don't know. It just and they're trying to make the English seem so civilized, and in mm-hmm. the Native Americans just not. Yeah, and it's just bullshit. Yeah, and then it's like, oh well. Um, I feel like there's so many like subliminal messages that going into you when you were like watching it as well. Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah, it's like um, that whole idea of like the noble savage because it's like <laughs> Pocahontas can suddenly randomly speak English. Yeah, what the hell? Like, um, and that makes her, like, because he can it, understand what she's saying, it makes her acceptable in exactly. some way. And, and more not, civilized. Yeah, and then so she has to be the one to, like, break down mm. her people to make them, like, nice to the people that are invading their land yeah. and wanting to murder them. Yeah, totally. But we're still meant to see that there's some, like... Because they have John Smith in there being like, mm. oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> somehow we're meant to believe he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, that like that somehow apologizes for mm. like what the white people are doing. Mm. There, and it's just not okay. Yeah. So that's the story of Pocahontas, Disney versus reality. Don't believe everything you see with Mickey Mouse ears. Mm. I don't know. Mimosa break Okay so this is kind of like What we're talking about with like people watching Mm -hmm. But like okay so when does social politeness Like go too far Okay I've been wondering this Because I was sitting on the train So I've started catching the train to and from work And it's been really great I love it Yeah so I got on the train and it was like Four o'clock or something and I bought one of those, like, spirulina smoothies, mm-hmm. which, if you guys don't know what a spirulina is, it's green, the drink. There was this elderly man sitting next to me, like, quite elderly, like, he wore quite British clothes. Mm-hmm. You know how some old people... Yeah, yeah. like, tweedy, sort of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, trying to open it, and you know how, like, it, like, you have to break the plastic bits? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, trying to do that to get into it. Because I hadn't had lunch that day, so I was so hungry. Mm. And then I, like, pulled it off and, like, <gasps> it green sprayed over, no! like, both of us. But just, no. like, a little bit. Yeah. But definitely noticeable. He didn't do anything. He just accepted it and let it happen. <laughs> and he, and we, he sat next to me the rest of the train ride while I was, like, meekishly... Meek? Yes. Yeah. Like, sipping on my smoothie, like, whoops. <laughs> like, looked down and I was just like, wipe, wipe. Alright, I guess I guess this is did, a thing that we're not going to talk about. Did you look at him and see? I, like, periphery looked at him. He yeah. didn't, like, flinch. He Maybe didn't... he just didn't notice. Surely. Some people don't notice stuff. I was just like, oh my god. Oh, that's right. I was wrong about what he was wearing because I'm so glad I wrote this. At the end, in my little notes on my phone, it says... <clears throat> 
He was wearing double denim, so who knows what's acceptable to him. (laughs) (laughs) I was obviously... So I started... He's fashion grandpa. Like, if I... Like, if you read through that little paragraph that I wrote at the start, it's just like, oh my god, I feel really bad. And then it's like, what's actually socially responsible? And then at the end, I'm like, oh, double denim. He's obviously a cunt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's dead to me. (laughs) So I don't know what was going on that day, but... Are you sure he was real? Um, <laughs> no, he was because I remember he yawned and his breast not really oh, bad. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. So I had surgery at the start of the year, right? <laughs> and ever since that, I smell breath so much. And really? so Yeah. And so I'll be, like, when I was still at uni, I would be sing- sitting in class mm. and, like, pe- not people sitting beside me, but mm. people sitting in front mm-hmm. and behind me. And I could smell yep. all of their individual breaths. Yeah. Does it make you feel sick? Because yeah. I smell people's breaths on the train mm, every yeah. day. And it's fucking foul. Yeah. I was like, why does every every commerce student have such bad breath? I know. I've started <laughs> taking mints in my bag because if I have a mint in my mouth, it, like, kind of blocks up my, like, nasal yeah. system to, like, just smell mint. Ooh. That's all I can do. Yeah, you have to because it's just, like, the worst. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate I'm, it. I just start thinking, like, what did they eat today? Is this, oh. Is am I smelling their mouth or am I smelling something deeper down? Oh, yeah. Because. <laughs> Don't do that to me. What? Because what is breath? Is it Stop. is it just your mouth? Well, I think, I think when you have bad breath from, like, poor dental hygiene mm-hmm. or from, like, being really dry, like, bad breath comes from having not enough, like, moist I'm saliva. I'm so dry. I'm so dry. <laughs> oh, I'm so dry. Um, I think it's the majority mouth, unless they burp, in which case if I oh. if I smell someone's burp, I'll actually dry heave. Oh, my God. Because that is their insides. I just, like, but my biggest fear is that, like, people with bad breath, do they know they have bre- bad breath? And do I have bad breath and I just oh don't my know God, it? I've actually been going through this myself. Yeah. I've been going through this myself. Oh, my God. I just had the most ridiculous thing happen to me over the last month. Okay. Okay. So I bought a toothbrush and I'm like real stubborn about buying them. I'm like, I'll buy one every season and that's mm-hmm. it. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the toothbrush I bought had loose bristles. Oh, no. And so for like a while, I oh was just God. finding like this little thing like down in one of my I have a horror teeth. story to tell you once you're done. Yeah, okay. Regarding this exact okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. So I had like a little bristle stuck like in between like my snaggle tooth and one of my other teeth. He loves snaggle tooth. <laughs> and so. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what Bailey said to me when like when our like friendship was really new and I still laugh about it. What? It was when you just put out your bottom tooth like that. <laughs> and you're like, look, what are that? You call them little sheep teeth? Little sheep teeth. It looks like a little sheep. It honestly, oh, it's so because cute. Because you've got, it's not cute, it's creepy. It's so cute, she looks like a little, little sheep. But anyway, I feel like no one cuts me as much slack as Stevie does. I like do the creepiest shit and she's like, oh, that's adorable. But if I do it to Blake, he's like, can you not do that? <laughs> I do face to Anthony goes, I hate that face. You know I hate that face. I'm like, it's funny. Um, do you want to know the thing I do that gives Blake the most upset? Yes. So um, No, yuck. I hate that. <laughs> no, I hate that. I'm with him on that one. No. Look, at, I, can see, I can see it on your face when you're going to start doing it. Don't. He does the same thing. He's like, no baby face. No baby face. No baby face. And I'm like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can say. Okay, Brussels. 
like every couple of days I would find like a little thing like down down between my snaggle tooth and one of my other teeth and I kept pulling it out and I just kept thinking like I didn't know what it was and I thought it was just like food or something and I was really concerned like how is it still getting stuck there yeah and then after a while I've been brushing my teeth and then I found like a full bristle in my mouth like up up in my gum and I like pulled it out and I was just like gross what the hell and then it just kept happening and then I it got to the point where I was just like so uncomfortable brushing my teeth that I'd be like just barely brushing them trying to get it done so that I could like oh my not God, get bristles in my mouth and so I got another toothbrush oh and but I just like it wasn't intentional I just kept forgetting yeah but then I was also originally really stubborn about getting another one because I was like I don't want to buy another toothbrush blah 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 so I'm just gonna <laughs> suffer yeah but then I was like I hated brushing my teeth it made me so uncomfortable so yeah. I bought another one Good. Tell me your story. Um, my brother-in-law, um, he almost, I think he almost died. Yeah, he did almost die because um, he swallowed a toothbrush bristle and it got lodged in his appendix. Oh, my God. burst. Or oh my god! I'm so glad I got a new toothbrush. Yeah, because well, That's they so didn't. Scary. They just he was like, oh, I need my appendix out, you know, sort of thing. Mm. And then they got it like really like last minute and he was like oh good he's got this huge scar and then when they like looked at it and took his appendix out it was a toothbrush bristle that was lodged in it oh that's so scary i don't mm-hmm. like it that's terrifying right yeah i keep getting scared that they were getting stuck in my throat and that i wouldn't know and so like every time i brush my teeth i'd be like gagging and stuff <clears throat> it was nice cool So, uh, when I decided to do this theme, it was because I really wanted to do Pocahontas. Mm -hmm. And then I also started thinking about another one that I really wanted to do. Mm. And I knew that Pocahontas was your favorite Disney movie. (laughs) And so I was just like, oh, well, if you want this. (coughs) No, I wasn't. Like, I I couldn't decide which one of Mm. these two I wanted to do. So Mm. I was like really relieved that you took one so that they would both get done, you know. Um. But, so my case this week is Mulan, Fa or Hua. Okay, so, um, So, yeah, so so when I first started um, looking into this, I was like, oh my God, Mulan was like a real person. She was like a real woman warrior. And I was like really excited. But then the more I kept reading it, I was Mm. like, oh, was she a real person? It's really Mm. hard to tell. Um, so we're going to explore that a little bit today. So mm-hmm. um, so the 1998 Disney film, Mulan, which is one of the most beloved, mm-hmm. the story, for those of you who don't know, centers around a young Chinese woman during the Han Dynasty. Mulan is a constant disappointment to her family as she appears incapable of fulfilling the traditional gender roles she is expected to. When her elderly father is drafted to fight in the Hun invasion, she decides to secretly take his place because he's like too old. Um, uh, eventually she wins the war and, um, receives the honor and approval of her country and like kind of her family, mm. although her dad's reaction always kind of annoyed me because I always wanted him to be impressed with what she did. Yeah. Am I just shitty? Like, uh, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's just like, she brings home yeah. like the, uh, like the med- medallion yeah. of the, um, emperor, emperor and then. And, and the sword, the sword of, of Fangwa. Yeah. And then 
I watched it recently. I watched it yesterday and I am really tired and can't remember things very well. Um, But, and he just like doesn't even look at them and just like, it's like, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah. And it's like, but she did this awesome thing. Can you please give her credit for that? Um, So yeah, I always wanted him to be like impressed by her. But anyway, my initial research um, gave me the following insight into the origins of the Mulan legend slash folklore. So she's a traditional figure in Chinese mythology known as Hua Mulan and also known as Zhu and Wei. There have been countless tellings and imaginings of the character. Early versions include the Ballad of Mulan, which was in a 6th century record of music. In the 11th or 12th century, there was a poem in an anthology called Music Bureau Collection by Guo Maokian, who explicitly credited the ballad as its de- derivation. And there was a two-act play in circa 1590s by Zhu Wei and countless others. In their work, Mulan, five versions of a classic Chinese legend with related texts, Xiaomin Kua and Wilt L. Edema wrote that each version is unique and brings its own perspective and meaning to the story. Moreover, each of these texts reflects the idiosyncrasies and personalities of its author. We can make no greater mistake than to assume that these stories embody a single unchanging essential meaning, even though many modern and contemporary scholars write about them as if they do. So, bearing in mind the fluidity of the legend, there are some key ideas ever present in the Mulan myth. So the first is that she's always called Mulan. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's always a woman. Good. Uh, She always takes her father's place in an army, Mm -hmm. and she finds success in the army. Some things that are similar but shift is the era she exists in and what war slash battle she fights in. Her family name changes with the era it's written slash set in. The play has her family name as Hua, which means flower. And as Mm. Mulan refers to the magnolia, it has a poetic element to it. That's nice. Hmm. Um, In some of the earlier versions, she's already a skilled fighter when she joins the army, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, As her father trained her since... Um, she was young and she was like raised as a tomboy and other she in others she never hides her gender and sometimes it's just that her comrades didn't notice that she wasn't male <laughs> cool yeah um many of the ret- retellings highlight that although she was well regarded for her 12 years of army service she refused any reward for it 12 years that's a while mm like half my life. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Lay of movieplot.com argues that Disney's iteration of Mulan is most closely related to Zhu Wei's play and states the following key departures from the source material. So the first is that she was a highly skilled warrior prior to enlisting, as mm-hmm. I said before. Um, in the original play, she was not a disappointment to her family and she discussed going to war in her father's place and they were all chill with it. Sweet. Yeah. So it's, like, kind of interesting, that transition from it just being, like, the natural thing she would do to it being, like, this huge disappointment to her this family. This huge problem. And yeah, and also, like... I wonder if that's uh, if it was a way for them to get, like, those gods involved. Because that's, like, a, yeah. su- such a comedic side of the movie. Maybe they're just, like, yeah. how do we, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it makes me wonder if, like, the spiritual element was mm. there. Because otherwise it's, like, this... Like, to put it in and be like, this was a really important part of Mm. um, the story is kind of interesting and 
because most of the writers on the Disney adaptation were not Chinese. Mm. So at what point does it just become like people mm. putting their own perceptions of um, a culture onto yeah, it? Yeah, true. Um, so in, <laughs> in the original, she had no sidekicks as well. Aww. Yeah. I, I do like the sidekicks. Oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> so the fourth one is that in the play, the gender reveal was no big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, she went home after battle with her brothers in arms and got into her traditional clothes and they were just like, oh, okay, sweet. Which is kind of like when I think about it, that's what all of her friends in the army in the Disney movie were like. Yeah. Aside from Shang, who yeah. was like, oh, you deceived us, blah, blah, blah. And, and then angry. that Weasley that, little guy. Yeah, but you're not meant to like him anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like all of her mates were mm. just like okay. fine. Yeah. And they were like really upset when she got kicked out mm. as well. The fifth is that she was in the army for 12 years. And, and the sixth is that the sexual conflict of the play happened after her army days so yeah so she goes home to her parents arranging a marriage for her and then she has like self-reflective questions right i figured at this point that people might be wondering if she was real or not and i am very sorry to say i don't know oh really (laughs) yeah it's actually um a hugely contentious issue and no one really has any proof that she was but it's widely believed the original poem was based on a real life badass lady cool sorry this case isn't highly structured but i just had a couple more things i wanted to know about when i was researching her and one of them was um what was the reception like in china so in my pursuit Mm. of answering this i discovered something interesting mulan's conception may have had ulterior motives in 1997, Disney released a film called Kandan, a biopic about the Dalai Lama, which was perceived as controversial and provocative in China, as they had found success in the Chinese markets with films like The Lion King. Mm. Disney hoped it could win back a little favor with the release of Mulan. Oh. However, it didn't exactly work out for a couple of reasons. The first is that it was released after the holidays because um, the Chinese market wanted local Chinese media mm. to succeed, mm-hmm. which is fair enough yeah yeah um and the second is that chinese audiences broadly speaking found the characterization too dissimilar from the source material Mm -hmm. and i guess which is like kind of what's being talked about now right and why Mm -hmm. the it's being remade yeah with chinese characters yeah yeah um so I guess it's not a hugely surprising response when the vast majority of the writing team are not chinese Mm. um so, yeah, and then my next thing is that there's the live adaptation oh. um, in the works with Nikki Caro at the helm, and it'll be interesting to see what direction she chooses to go in in her development of the legend. Um, yeah, but then it's like, Nikki Caro's a Kiwi, so mm. I don't know. Yeah. Like, to what extent she can do it justice, but yeah. we just have to have faith in... The writing team and the actors, like, holding things to account. Um, I did also wonder why the changes were made, because, you know, these things don't just happen, you Mm. know? Um, So, like, why it is that she had to be a disappointment Mm. and that the success had to be her driving force? Um, And then why did a gender binary have to come to the fore and become the major driver of conflict and the butt of jokes? Yeah, and if it wasn't 
like a problem originally? Why did it have to become one? Yeah, because um, actually in some of the um, research I did, I found like um, there were like part of the legend sometimes was like a female army as mm-hmm. well. Oh. So yeah, like women warriors like didn't seem to be something that was hugely controversial mm. in the history of the myth. So to then make it that it was impossible and the punishment mm. was death. It was mm. just like... Very extreme. Yeah. I mean, 98, did you say? Yeah. I wonder if they were just, like, playing on stereotypes that people had already created to, mm. like, create interest. And, like, people like to be told that they're right. And so if you do a movie where characters are stereotypically what you think they are mm. because you're not educated or whatever and that... Yeah. And that, then you're going to love it. Yeah. you're going to be like, oh, I knew it. Yeah. It just is interesting to me that they would make this film with this maybe secondary intention to mm. smooth over relations with China, mm. but then it kind of doesn't really seem like it's been made for a Chinese audience at yeah, all. Yeah, totally. Because if that's what you were trying it's to so do, yeah. you would do what Netflix is actually doing quite well in like actually giving the production and the money and everything mm. to the countries mm. that are like being portrayed and yeah. like having them do it themselves yeah, totally um so, yeah. because otherwise it's doing that thing I talked about and yeah. that you were talking about in Pocahontas as yeah. well of like talking out yeah rather than talking exactly. in exactly. which is like important mm. yeah anyway thanks so much for listening guys if you like what you heard like and follow us on Facebook Instagram Twitter email us Go on SoundCloud. We release every Wednesday. We release on iTunes as well. Subscribe. Do all the good things. Love us. Love us back. Because <laughs> we love you. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you have a good week. And don't forget to eat your veggies. <laughs> <laughs>